Howdy, folks, and welcome to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. This is the weekly show where we look at issues or events specifically through the lens of the Green Party and our commitment to peace, justice, democracy, and ecology. On tonight's program, we're going to be joined by Rodolfo Cortez Berrigan, who is running for U.S. Congress in Southeast Los Angeles. I'm really excited to have Rodolfo on because he has actually a Ph.D. from Stanford University. Uh, his bio, bio is impeccable, and he is the only candidate running against a 26-year uh, incumbent uh, I think Rodolfo has a chance to really shake things up. Rodolfo uh, Cortez Berrigan, welcome to A Green Way Forward. Thank you so much for having me, David. It's uh, really great to be here and you know to share. I know what's going with our campaign and the larger you know green our green efforts uh, here in the area and in the district. Uh, so we can plan for the long term. So thanks for having me. Fantastic. So why don't we get started? Because I have the privilege of knowing you, but I'd like you to introduce yourself to our viewers and guests and give them a chance to actually get to know you like I do. And before you do that, I want to invite the viewers who are watching live on Facebook to please share this on your own page or any pages that you manage. If you're listening to us on the podcast through a greenwayforward.com. O-R-G, please make sure to share this because we are breaking through the corporate media blockade and actually talking to people one-on-one. So, Rodolfo, tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Um, so, thanks, everyone, again, for watching. So, I am coming to you. For, you know, I'm in uh, Los Angeles, where my family has lived for a long time, but that's not where we're from originally. I was born in Mexico. I arrived uh, to this area of Los Angeles when I was nine years old. Uh, and so, you know, I've, you know, I've gone through a process of uh, coming from a community that is, has very low resources. Um, you know, it's uh, one of the most Latino uh, Latinx uh, area in the United States, the congressional district in the United States. Um, and we also happen to have the situation that we're the most polluted and uh, impoverished district in California. Um, so, you know, I'm coming from the perspective of um, our area has been uh, run by the Democratic Party for 70 years. That, of course, includes my opponent, the incumbent, uh, Lucille Robel Allard, who has been there, as David said, for 26 years. Um, and before that, it was actually her father uh, who served as her own campaign manager. Uh, so we've had 55 years of the same uh, family ruling, essentially, Southeast Los Angeles. Um, so there are many um, aspects, though, to life here that the, the Roybal family um, has not addressed uh, in the way that we need them, uh, we need the issues addressed. Uh, we need a bold way forward, and that's why, you know, I'm proud to be running as a Green. You know, Rodolfo, I'm going to jump, ask you to jump right into those issues, uh, because I've actually seen your website, uh, RodolfoForCongress.com, uh, and I want you to get a chance in your own words to talk about the key issues that you're running on. Of course. Um, so, of course, you know, the, the main issues uh, that we um, are facing in our community and around the country are, A, um, the health care issue. So we must enact a single-payer health care system, just as other countries, uh, say, in Europe, are prominently known for having. You know, people 
are getting sick and they don't have access um, to, to health care. It's, it's too expensive. No, health care is a human right. Uh, so it should be a guaranteed um um, you know, aspect of life. Um, you know, if people get sick, there shouldn't be no such thing as going bankrupt or simply dying because there is no money to pay for that. Uh, in reality, we do have um, the money to pay for for people for healthcare for the people, and the same way that we pay for the military. But we just need to be willing to make that political choice. So we're standing up for single payer, universal, guaranteed healthcare. This is absolutely key. Uh, and of course, uh, we're also pushing for uh, student debt forgiveness. Even so, in our in our community, uh, there are uh, many students, uh, former students, alumni, young uh, professionals such as myself, uh, that are trying to make um, you know a way forward uh, for themselves and for their families. But there is the difficulty that in, you know in this economy where people where young people are shackled to the to the debt that we you know we were told to uh to gather uh through our years of education um so we're offering that to young people you know um young people have not historically been as engaged as they could be uh, in our area but i know we're offering debt-free college we're offering student loan uh forgiveness these are uh two these are things that we could absolutely have if congress was willing um to appropriate those funds and so we really right and and so i uh, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you are so explicit. The reality is that uh, all we have to do is pass legislation uh, for universal health care, debt forgiveness, uh, and free college, uh, and it's done. Uh, and I appreciate the clarity with which you approach that, Rodolfo. Uh, tell, tell us a bit about your uh, position on wars and weapons of mass destruction. Well... As President Eisenhower warned us uh, long ago, uh, there is something in this country called the military-industrial complex, and we know it very well in Congressional District 40 because we have a lot of factories here uh, that help finish products for that industry, for the military contractors specifically. Uh, we have metal finishing factories, so the F-35 uh, and various other uh, contraptions, weapons of mass destruction made by the major uh, defense contractors are actually, um, you know, we have a lot of jobs here uh, serving that. And, you know, it does deliver food uh, to people's tables, but you know what it also delivers? It also delivers a lot of pollution uh, that is killing uh, a lot of families. Um, so we've had, uh, right now we have, um, so I live over in the city of Bellflower, in this neighboring city of Paramount, if people want to look into it. It, we have an environmental catastrophe right now. The factories um, are not following re- environmental st- standards, and so that is resulting in the deaths of entire families. Um, even pets are, are you know, with cancer, and we have entire generations of kids getting asthma, getting cancer, and this is a result of the industrial uh, waste produced by the military-industrial complex. This is what you know what happens at home, uh, and what happens overseas. Of course, you know we're the largest polluter, um, so I am absolutely opposed uh, to continuing to raise the, you know the military funding, which is exactly what our opponent. Lucille Robert Allard has voted in the last two years for $1.4 trillion uh, for the Department of Defense. And, you know, that money gets then sent out to the contractors, right, who end up paying these subcontractors here, right here in the district. And what happens to the community? We die um, as the military-industrial complex keeps um, harming the communities here at home and abroad. So I am overwhelmingly opposed um, to our military-industrial complex. I need. I think we need to wind down our empire, um, and we need to move towards an economy of peace, not an economy of war that we've had uh, for so long. We must stand up for peace uh, at home and abroad. 
So I got to tell you, Rodolfo, you are lighting up the Facebook comments. So thank you to those of you who are watching on Facebook. Executive producer Michael O'Neill will be capturing and harvesting those and sharing them with me so I can uh, ask Rodolfo. So if you're watching live, continue to make your comments or ask your questions. Uh, please do share on your own page or pages that you uh, manage. In addition, if you are listening on the podcast, remember to share this podcast with others. So I want to jump in to some of these comments uh, and let you know uh, you got a lot of love on your healthcare as a human right. Terrence writes in to say, it, because it's a human right, it should never be left to the hands of war profiteers. Uh, Steve writes in to applaud you as a modern monetary theory candidate. Joe writes in with a comment that says no candidate should ever be elected to public office with less than 50% of the vote. That's why we need ranked choice voting. So I'm going to uh, ask you if you, what's your best elevator speech or description of ranked choice voting, Rodolfo Cortez Berrigan? <laughs> um, well, I, I absolutely endorse a full-blown uh, electoral reform of our entire system. And of course, one of those is uh, ranked choice voting, where people are, you know, can rank to their choices so that they're not voting uh, for the lesser of two evils, so that people can truly um, you know, vote for the person that they want and the next person that they want. Uh, so that, and then that ends up, you know, in the math, it ends up not being a disastrous outcome. Like it ends up, uh, currently in the system where, you know, people have to choose between one uh, bad alternative and the next, uh, worst. Um, so yeah, I absolutely support ranked choice voting. I also support, um, you know, other aspects of electoral reform, like hand counted paper ballots. Uh, this is absolutely key. I support publicly funded elections. Um, you know, these are um, all uh, platform points that are on my website. And uh, we, we must stand up for our core aspect of our democracy, which, of course, is our voting system and how we vote, where we vote. So I'm all um, I'm all for um, essentially all uh, of the electoral reforms that uh, progressives are putting out there. So I mean, I've listed them on my website. And your website at RodolfoForCongress.com really is a really solid bit, bit of work. Uh, stop spending trillions on endless war and empire and weapons of mass disruption, uh, universal health care and uh, free college, uh, bail out the students from the crushing debt like uh, both Obama uh, and uh, Bush before him did for Wall Street America, uh, increased funding to public high schools. Uh, and quality of school through pre-K through 12, universal rent control to uh, end houselessness as we know it, and then a fast-track conversion to solar and clean renewable energy, a carbon-negative economy to heal the planet and reforest the earth. So you actually have a very concrete Green New Deal uh, that you could begin to push uh, when you get into Congress. Yes, Rodolfo? Absolutely. Um, our biggest hope is to introduce a um, variety of bills, bills that can become acts. And uh, that will mean that we will put the population to work. So many young people and older people are looking for work, desperate for work. Uh, well, we could be creating jobs uh, that could fill the climate and really help us live in the kind of society that we want to be living in. Right back in the in the 30s or the 40s, uh, there were a lot of investments that Congress made on our society. So we need to get back to that age so that, honestly, so that we can survive, right? The Green New Deal is uh, not just to deliver short-term benefits, but rather we need to achieve long-term prosperity. How do we do that? We must uh, have people employed in good-paying green jobs, um, and those jobs must deliver us the actual concrete environment that we can be living in, because we must remember, this is a habitat. We are in an 
earth that is a habitat. We must take good care of it. Otherwise, we will simply perish under the, uh, the fire um, of, of climate change and the associated economic system. And Rodolfo, I really appreciate how simply and plainly you're talking about the need to restructure our society. We need new social, political, and economic institutions. I love your policy positions. I also love how easily you talk about it in such plain common sense. Uh, I want to also lift up Trisha, who writes in to say, please support Julian Assange. He is about to be extradited to the U.S., and they will throw him in prison and throw away the key. If we support democracy and press freedom, then we must support Assange. What is your position on Julian Assange? I am a huge fan of Julian Assange. Uh, if you go to my Twitter, you will see that I repeatedly uh, retweet uh, his mother's uh, pleas for, for help for his case. Uh, so Julian Assange is truly a hero. Uh, Julian Assange is uh, pushing for um, you know, government transparency. You know, Our government, there's no doubt about it, and governments around the world have become increasingly repressive with information and basic access to, uh, to information and to human rights. That's not okay. Uh, Julian Assange is a publisher uh, who is allowing us um, access to those, you know, most persecuted documents. And it's a very uh, good thing for WikiLeaks to exist. Um, we need to achieve long-term transparency in our governmental structure. Uh, and WikiLeaks has certainly helped us with that, you know, as people can engage uh, with the content of WikiLeaks. Um, and so I am all for, uh, for justice for Assange. Um, I, I would be a supporter in any way that I could um, in the U.S. Congress. Uh, Rodolfo, again, you're getting a lot of love and a lot of uh, good comments and some questions coming in on the Facebook live stream. I'll include, uh, uh, continue to ask viewers to keep them coming in and I'll cover them. Carmen Munoz writes in to say, Rodolfo, are the fights for a federally guaranteed living wage job in the current military and industrial complex actually linked? And, how should we pay for one versus the other? Uh, great question. Um, bit of a complicated question, but thank you, Carmen. Um, so uh, a, a guaranteed, a federal guaranteed job is an idea that is increasingly becoming popular among uh, various economists. And certainly we are seeing progressive politicians push it. Um, so all this would mean is that uh, Congress would appropriate funds uh, so, so that um, one idea is a local guaranteed job. So we funnel money to local governments so that they can um, motivate people, incentivize people with that money in the local context. You know, so there are going to be you know, different community needs. But the point is that people will be employed so that they can make their community a better place to live in, um, such something like. You know, having teenagers um, help seniors, for example, or read to kindergartens as their first job, that could be a guaranteed job or cleaning up the graffiti. That could be a guaranteed job at the local level that is uh, that with the funds appropriated by Congress. So th this has to do with the Green New Deal, uh, because. We need to plant trees, you know, here in Los Angeles, we're burning up right now. It's a heat wave and it's a constant heat wave. So we need to counteract the effects, uh, you know, of pollution. So what do we need? We need trees. We need uh, photosynthesis to take place. Um, so we could uh, pay people uh, to, you know, hire people to, Build the to you know we need a green uh, you know walking down the street and we want trees that's good for us uh, as 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 biological beings um, so we could have so it could certainly um, the the green new deal 
Uh, and, the, and that's why in my website, you know, I have the federal jobs guarantee as a component of the Green New Deal. Um, so this could look like, you know, we in, we transform those military factories, uh, military industrial factories into green energy technology factories. We build solar panels. Uh, maybe we transform you know, algae into uh, in, into some sort of energy that we can harvest and use. But the point is that no longer will be, will be wasting human potential. You know, the federal jobs guarantee assures that we can, uh, use, um, all of our human resources to achieve the needs that we, that we need. Um, so I, th- I think it, um, it works together. And the second question, so how do we pay for it? Um, so, um, I am a person that is, uh, trying to learn from the best, uh, economists, uh, that I see out there. And so I am, um, I've been in contact with them and many other economists have, you know, are putting out ideas. Uh, but of course, you know, at the, there's federal documents, um, you know, that clearly state the process. Uh, you know, c- Congress can, you know, we, we pass a bill in the same way that they passed a $1.4 trillion over the last four years for the Department of Defense. We could have a $2 trillion Green New Deal. Um, you know, it's a matter of um, votes and then you know, there's um, some, um, mechanisms on the, in the background uh, that, that happen. Um, but we can, we can achieve that prosperity if we are just willing uh, to push for it. Uh, so I would hope that, yeah, if I had the privilege to serve, uh, that I could you know, go to, to the House floor and demand that my colleagues uh, fund the people, not <laughs> the military contractors. We need to fund the people. We're supposed to be representing the people. And right now, the people are not being represented. Uh, Rodolfo, you're getting a lot of love on the live stream. Uh, Alex literally says, I love this guy with exclamation points. There's, there's multiple people who you are really animating and exciting. I'm going to, uh, uh, ask one more of the issue questions, uh, and then pivot to the, uh, somebody is asking you, uh, saying that you made an impression in the Green Party annual meeting. So I do want to get to Roger's concrete question because he wants to know what is Dr. Berrigan's policy proposal for reining in abusive police and runaway incarceration? Right. Um, great question and uh, complicated uh, complicated issue. But, of course, there are multiple um, pronged – we need to take a multi-pronged ap- approach here. Uh, so, for example, we need to end the, the prison industrial complex. That must end. It must no longer be a business in the United States uh, to incarcerate people. Uh, that is so not- I want to stop you right there, Rodolfo, and make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. And let's really get explicit. You're saying there should not be a private motive or a private incentive in any way in the criminal justice system. Did I hear you correctly? You heard me quite correctly. Thank yeah. you. Um, you know, people, we are human beings, and I believe fundamentally that we should have dignity. Um, so dignity involves, you know, a sense of dignity. I can feel dignity in my own person, but I am also treated by society with dignity. So that means that, you know, locking me up should not uh, be anyone's business. You know, people should not be rewarded for locking me up. That's not, and especially, you know, if I can do anything. Um, so uh, I am all for ending that uh, system. And in general, um, I am more towards uh, the rehabilitation side of the argument. So, you know, if someone does a an activity, a, a crime, commits a crime uh, that, you know, uh, they're convicted for. Um, I am, you know, in other countries, they rehabilitate, they attempt to rehabilitate people and have uh, community uh, oriented programs to make sure that, you know, we can cut down on crime and the sources of crime. Um, so I am, um, yeah, I am far, uh, you know, uh, in that um, side of the spectrum. Uh, we need to be engaging in rehabilitation, not punishment. 
So Lindsay also writes in to says, you have my vote. Lindsay apparently lives in uh, in your district. So congratulations there. Uh, I also want to pivot now because Abdul says, Rodolfo made quite an impression at the Green Party annual national meeting in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was there, Rodolfo, and I saw you were really very well received there, uh, as was many, uh, you know, Jill Stein and uh, Laura Wells, Kenneth Mejia. We have three candidates uh, running for Congress uh, in that survived the top two experience. So I'm going to actually flip the question. Uh, uh, Abdul is lifting you up for the impression that you made at the Green Party's annual national meeting. But I'm going to ask you, Rodolfo Cortez Bergen, what was your experience in Salt Lake? What did you learn? What do you think? Well, thank you all uh, very much. Those of you that welcomed me into the Green Party uh, national meeting, I'd never been. And it was a great, great honor and privilege to, to be there and to engage with so many Greens and on so many issues. Um, I loved it. I loved the experience because I... You know, I learned uh, from many others that things that I had never learned about, you know, the, the way the movement is operating and moving forward and people's efforts and the concrete aspects of how they do what they do. Uh, you know, uh, engaging in community activism, there's a lot of elements to it. Um, so I, you know, I enjoyed all the sessions that were people, you know, putting out their uh, their ideas and they, they said, you know, we could be fired. Uh, for putting out these ideas um, and, you know, if our employer saw this message. So, you know, that really speaks to the heart that you know, people are looking uh, for a bold new direction away from the current system. And of course, those are the greens. So I, I, I really appreciated um, everyone that came up to me and welcomed me um, into the, into the movement, to the, into the, you know, into the party since it was my first time there. Um, so I think it's a great setting, and I hope that more, uh, especially young people of color like myself, uh, will go in the to future uh, annual meetings. And, you know, uh, Rodolfo, one of the things that uh, uh, really strikes me about you is like so many young people uh, getting really engaged through the uh, Bernie for President movement uh, and then getting really disgusted by watching how the Democratic National Committee uh, treats progressives uh, like yourself. Uh, and you didn't just dim exit, you green entered in a pretty big way. Um, and I do want to sort of shift in a little bit to the kind of campaign you're running, because one of the things that I've been inspired as I watch you, as I watch uh, Kenneth, as I watch Laura Wells, uh, is a, a good, solid campaign trying to get as many votes as possible. But you're also committed to the movement and building the Green Party as you do your campaigning. Could you talk about that a little bit, please? Well, as you, as the audience may know, uh, oftentimes candidates run what I might term a candidate-focused campaign, meaning it's all about the candidate. And what does that mean? Often, well, when the candidate unfortunately inevitably loses, uh, they end, uh, there's no more movement left. There's a few uh, notable ca uh, candidates that have run candidate-driven campaigns that where the movement does survive. And that's what we truly need, um, you know, because, you know, I, of course, we're trying the best we can um, to, to combat the Democratic establishment in this race and in all the races, but we must think long-term, just as in the key value of the Green Party, um, you know, uh, future focus. So in the next time someone runs, it should be easier than it was for us. So we need to build those connections in the community. Uh, we need to make sure people are engaged over the long-term and understanding the global um, local state and, and global uh, movement here. Uh, this is not, this cannot be uh, just something that comes and goes. I mean, a, a campaign can't just uh, come and go. We must be uh, in the long term in the community. So, you know, in my 
uh, effort here. I'm trying to use my campaign as a way to empower community members. Um, and I'm very, I'm very happy that now we have some people that are volunteers in the campaign and are seriously considering running as Greens, uh, you know, for local office. Uh, for the same November election. So this, so we're growing the movement. We're growing the individuals as affiliated and committed to the movement because we must have that independent uh, political power, independent from the two-party system, uh, which has gotten us to this um, place that we're in, which is a, not a good place for our species, for our nation. Uh, we must do better. How can we do better? We must build a long-term movement. Uh, that means being associated with one another, going to local events, engaging in local um, efforts, whether it's cleaning up the trash or, or, or you know, helping um, unhoused individuals in the community. Uh, we must commit over the long term to building that alternative power um, away from the two-party system, the establishment. Otherwise, uh, we will simply not be successful. We must be independent um, so that we can have our own ideas that do not get watered down or something in, a, in, a, in, a, in the Democratic Party. Folks, you're watching and or listening to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. We're speaking with Rodolfo Cortez Bergen, who is running for Congress in uh, southeastern Los Angeles. Uh, Rodolfo is an uh, immigrant, came to this country at nine years old, uh, uh, is a one of the typical success stories uh, of an immigrant uh, who works hard, put himself through school, ultimately got a PhD from Stanford University, and is actually returned to his community uh, and is engaged in a run for Congress, not only to get himself elected to Congress, but in his own words, to build an independent movement. You know, Rodolfo, I do want to give you an opportunity uh, to talk a little bit uh, about the what you, the the specific work that you and the the L Los Angeles Greens are doing because you know the fact that you are concretely actually engaging in helping to feed people and bringing toiletries to unhoused people i've seen you at protests and demonstrations i've seen you at, at community events and forums i mean you're not the typical candidate you're actually a social change agent in the trenches i mean is that fair to say or do you think i'm saying it uh, uh, am I overstating the case? I'm just, but that's what it looks like to me. Uh, yeah. So this is what what's really distinguishing, you know, I think green candidates, uh, certainly, you know, and on our campaign, we are trying to go out there as much as we can to work with the community with ongoing efforts. I'll give you the example of, uh, rent control here in California. The rent is through the roof. And so the, the community uh, has organized to have a proposition about rent control in the, in November. So we are out there with the community with protests, uh, with our signs, uh, going to events that the community and, you know, independent, um, organizations are putting on. And we're saying, you know, we're, we, if, you know, please, we're the electoral arm of, of this movement, you know, just as they are trying to build independent power in terms of, uh, this particular issue, um, you know, the, the rising rents and the displacement that occurs of it. Um, we, um, can, you know, put that, um, that issue at the national level, you know, and on my platform, um, my banners that are starting to go up all around the district, people can see that I'm fighting for universal rent control, uh, just as, you know, this is a key, becoming a very key issue in the community. Uh, so we're saying to the community, you know, we can push this, um, obviously at the local level, you know, but with rent strikes and with protests and, uh, direct actions, um, but we can also push it at the national level. We could have, 
um, you know, a, a stable housing system so that nobody is ever afraid of losing their home. Um, Rodolfo Cortez Berrigan, the, the time just flew by, uh, but I do want to give you an opportunity for any closing thoughts to share with the viewers and listeners of A Green Way Forward. Well, thanks everyone again for being here and supporting the campaign, being interested in it. So our campaign um, is an extremely winnable campaign. This is what's very important to uh, to realize. Um, we got 20% of the vote in the primary, uh, and we um, can do a lot better um, in the general now that um, – you know, there's been a lot more uh, volunteers that have come into our campaign. Uh, if you know, we had more money uh, come into the campaign. Um, so we ha- absolutely have a way to win because um, our incumbent, um, honestly, is an, uh, an unacceptable person to the community. The issue is that we have to, you know, um, go out there and uh, share, um, share what has happened and offer people a bold new direction forward. Um, the community, this community is the most impoverished, low turnout community in California. Um, so every little bit of help that you might be able to provide for us, that goes a very long way. Um, so please feel free to email me uh, for Congress at gmail.com. If you have any questions or thoughts, I can you know, follow me on Facebook, go to our website. Um, this is a battle that we can absolutely win. Uh, the incumbent um, has been there for far too long and deciding uh, with the right wing on far too many issues, you know, to be, re- quote, representing the most Chicanx uh, Mexican-American district in the United States. So we can absolutely win so that we can have the future we want. Thanks. Rodolfo Cortez Berrigan, thank you so much for being a guest on A Green Way Forward. Uh, but thank you also for running for Congress as a Green Party member. And thank you even more for being an engaged, active social change agent. I want to thank also executive producer Michael O'Neill, who does this work unpaid volunteered every week to keep it going. Uh, Michael O'Neill is also the campaign manager for Howie Hawkins, who's running for governor in New York State. Uh, and I promise you folks, we're going to have Howie Hawkins on this program as well. And the last thanks I want to offer is to you, the viewer listener. Uh, I know that you have to seek this information out. You know, it is true that the corporate media does everything possible to ignore us, uh, and that is us as Greens or genuine radicals or progressives, but we are building an audience and a base. Uh, anywhere from five, 6,000 people watch this on the live stream. Thousands more we know are downloading it uh, from the podcast. You can find us on iTunes and a couple of other platforms. The most important thing I'll ask of all of you is go to the website, a greenwayforward.com. Dot org and simply sign up. You'll get uh, information and a uh, list about upcoming programs. Uh, and soon we'll, uh, Michael and I are talking about thinking of some ways to offer premiums uh, to people who have signed up as well. In the meantime, remember to get educated, get angry, and get active. Peace. A Greenway Forward is produced by David Cobb and Michael O'Neill. Go to agreenwayforward.org for links to our podcast feed and iTunes subscription, plus more ways to listen. Our live stream is graciously hosted by the official Dr. Jill Stein Facebook page on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 
The music for this episode is Keep Sit Real by Player Two, available under a Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive. <laughs>